0: Welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. I'm so excited to be here with you this week. I wanted to talk about a few new releases, a few new arrivals to my home, things I've ordered and received. And then I'm going to introduce a brand new segment today. I decided that I'd like to do a little bit more investigation of how quote unquote regular people plan now i don't mean regular as in like not special or things like that but people not necessarily directly associated with the planning community in an obvious way because i think this might illuminate some tips and tricks as well as you know where some people struggle and it may help me in some ways come up with solutions that might be able to help them on the air who knows or to just learn from others who think about planning in a different perspective. Because I think sometimes those of us who like planner Instagram or listen to a lot of planner-related podcasts and such can get thought- caught into thinking that there's only one way of doing things. And we forget that maybe, like, first of all, there are other ways. And second of all, like, what we do isn't always <laughs> seen as normal by everyone else. Like, Not everyone has a planner stack, although I kind of think everyone should be allowed to at least try having a planner stack and see how they feel about it. Anyway, so I'm going to be interviewing Kate Hanley later on this episode, who will be the first subject for this like how regular people plan series. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about a few new releases and items that I'm excited about lately. Okay, the first one is called Noki, N-O-L-K-I. N-O-L-K-I. I admit I had not heard of this company. They reached out to me and offered to send me a couple of their products and just invited me to browse their website to see what they have to offer because they're a little bit of a different planner company from a lot of the other options out there. And I. Don't always say yes to those kinds of things, but I was super, super intrigued by their products when I browsed them online. So they sent me a little sampler so I can tell you about what they sent and what they have. So Noki is a European company, but they do ship to other countries, including the United States with free shipping. I think as long as the order goes above the equivalent of 40 euros, which um, is you know a few items. So you can't just order one notebook and get free shipping, but you can order a few things. And their aesthetic is just different than any other planner out there that I'm aware of anyway. And that's what drew me to them. So most of their planners and well, not really even planners, notebooks, products are brightly colored with very geometric designs, sort of like Mondrian inspired if I had to choose an artist that kind of like goes along with the aesthetic, like lots of squares and patterns and abstract art, and it's really, really modern, and but also colorful and fun and whimsical looking. So I do feel like a lot of their products would make really, really nice holiday gifts. So it was a nice timing of the episode because I think I might be getting some gnocchi items for some of my good friends that I tend to send little holiday gift packages to. So if any of you are listening, just ignore and pretend you didn't hear any of this. My favorite product that they have and that I asked for specifically is a weekly calendar product that is horizontal. So it's about, I'm gonna say three inches high and it's about eight inches wide. So again, much wider than it is tall and it's on a O-ring wire. And when you open it up, You get the cutest little like habit tracking pages first. So it goes all the way from January through December and the days one through 31. So if you wanted to track, you know, some kind of habit every single day of the year, you could do that on these little pages and you could do two habits because there's two pages here. Or you could make some sort of elaborate color coding scheme because it would look really pretty with the block colorful borders and then the meat of this planner it's totally undated and kind of open-ended is that there is a weekly spread along the bottom with the days monday through sunday there's a little box where you could put the date there is squares that you can write in one bigger square and a little square underneath so this would be great for meal planning for workout planning for just setting one priority of the day for keeping a gratitude journal. Like there are so many different things you could do with this because it's fairly small. You're probably not going to be able to like plan your complex life in this little book, but it would make such a lovely adjunct. Or perhaps if you're someone that typically likes to use a daily planner, but you feel like you need a reminder of what the week looks like, this could sit on your desk and be a really, really cute accompaniment to your daily. Along the top of the page, there's a little to-do list, which has nine checkoff boxes and then a space for notes. So I have not entirely decided how I'm going to use this, but I think I might put meals in it or I don't know, I'm gonna do something with it. I could put workouts in it. Those are probably the top two that I would consider it And in fact, the meals might be great because I could use the top portion as a shopping list and then the bottom portion to plan what we're gonna have for dinner. And in the small box, I could put like lunch, whether the kids are getting school lunch or making lunch. Yeah, so I think that's what this is going to become for me but it's such a cute little product and so different than many things out there that I definitely wanted to share it with you. They also have notebooks that are lined. They have notepads, which by the way, I think I've talked about this before, despite having 15,000 planner related items near my desk, I never have like a piece of scrap paper. So now I have their notepad sitting at the top of my desk. It's super cute. It's like rainbow colors and geometric shapes and now I'll have a place to just randomly dot things down that I don't want to put in my Hobonichi or in other places. And speaking of Hobonichi, one other item that they have that is really cool is this washi tape that is kind of like rainbow gradient in color. Kind of reminds me of the color blends um, that Erin Condren has right now in terms of color scheme but it's actually washi tape that goes by the hour. So it goes from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and then you rip it off and then you could do another day and the colors actually change from day to day, which is super cute. And I tested it out by putting it on my Hobonichi. And for those who really want some more color and spice and want to write bigger in their A5 Hobonichi, this tape would be awesome to put along the left-hand side and you could map out a day that way. And I'll try to include a picture of this in fact, I'll just snap a picture right now so I don't forget to do it later because I'm sort of terrible about that. Done. <laughs> So that will go in the show notes and you can see exactly what I am talking about. And then finally, something they offer that's a little different than you know the typical is they have a bucket list journal and a three-year journal. And I know there are a few companies that offer five-year journals, but I haven't seen a lot of three-year journals out there. So that is just a really cool option. So again, that company is Nolki, N-O-L-K-I. They are based in Europe, but they do ship to the US with free shipping. And I believe they use ShopPay for your shopping cart because I was just playing with it. So, it might be a great option for holiday gifts and the like. The second thing I wanted to talk about is that, hooray, my Hobonichi order arrived. I'm so excited. Every year I tell myself I'm going to make like an unboxing video, and every year I'm too excited to just open it and unbox it to make said video. My 10 year old participated in the opening. She always gets really excited around Hobonichi time as well. And so, actually, the box arrived. I had a really long day, and then I had to You know, we had to put the kids to bed, but she tends to be the latest to go to bed because she's the oldest. And we had a lovely little quality time session with my husband, with her in her room, opening the Hobonichi box together. And it was super exciting. I ended up giving her the freebie that comes with the order, which is a cloth bag with a 2023 on it. And she was super excited about that. And I will discuss a little bit more about the contents of my stack probably maybe next week or so, or at least share a photo. I am waiting for one more cover to arrive and that's supposed to arrive today. So my Hobonichi haul will be complete. I am super, super excited to use this in the new year. And as I've mentioned, I'm back in my Hobonichi for 2022 as well. So I started and ended in this planner and it really is just the planner I probably love the most if I had to choose one, which is very, very difficult. The other two things I want to mention is that I was having a lot of fun filling in my Ashley Shelley monthly notebook. I purchased the Amanda's Favorites collaboration. That one is no longer available, but you can still get the monthly notebooks. If you ever feel like you need a place to just draft out what you're looking for in the next year or like put your call schedule on there so you can think about where vacations might go... I recognize not everybody feels like they want to write out their yearly schedule more than once, but I greatly enjoy it. And it gives me a platform for just kind of thinking about how I want to use this precious time. So I had fun putting my call weeks in there, putting my kids' vacations in there, and just thinking about what I might want to put in each month of next year, even before I'm bringing into my actual planner. So I did this last year as well. And yeah, it seems like a nice practice. And this little mini soft cover planner fits nicely in the pocket of my Hobonichi. So it just turns into like a little sidekick as the year goes on. And then finally, I wanted to share that the Cultivate What Matters covers are coming out as we speak. I think by Monday when this airs, all of the new covers for 2023 will be out. I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to use a PowerSheets planner this year. I love their stuff and I used it a lot this year, actually. Most months, I filled out the tending list and kind of followed along. I've kind of fallen off of it the last month or so, and I'm just sort of excited about maybe creating my own system in lieu of what's in there. But at the same time, I love the design of Cultivate What Matters. I love the practice of sitting there, filling it out. So who knows? I may succumb and buy one anyway. The colors that have been released thus far are a pattern called trellis, which is like a beautiful floral pattern with like a square pattern kind of mixed in, like that makes the flowers a little more geometric than just a typical floral. There is a leatherette. Color, which I don't know if that means that the material is like a leatherette feel or not, but the color is like a peachy beige. And then finally, my favorite is the bluebird because it's a really, really saturated, like periwinkle. And I love how Cultivate does saturated colors. I got the like bright teal one for this year. And I I think I've said this like many times in the podcast, but I never get tired of seeing that color. It's so bright and beautiful. And they just do color so well over at that company. Anyway, I am super excited for all of these new 2023 Planet releases. They've been fun to watch come out. And I'm going to do probably a couple of reviews coming up, although I'm going to be choosy about what I choose to feature just because, yeah, I I don't want to be redundant to other material that's out there. And also, I want to make sure that I share things that I'm really, really excited about. So it's not going to be like a review every week, but perhaps one a month for the next few months, sharing some of these 2023 releases. All right. And with that, we are going to get to our interview of Kate. I hope you enjoy our conversation, some of the planning challenges and victories she's had. So without further ado, we are going to take a quick break and then I'll be back speaking with Kate Hanley. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callen dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at jennykane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P L A N S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J E N N I K A Y N E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself And the women in your life, the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50, Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am so excited to welcome Kate Hanley for what I think will be a really new fun segment on best laid plans. Kate Hanley is a podcaster. She's the host of the wonderful daily podcast, How to Be a Better Person, which we can all use more of in our lives. And she also has another kind of big job that she'll tell us all about. So she has a lot to plan. And the reason I thought she'd be really good for this is she has a lot of like unique planning talents and then also some planning challenges that she has kind of been working to overcome. So Kate, you want to say hi to our listeners? Hey, everybody. I am so happy to be here with you today, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited to have you. All right. Well, we will start with give everybody an overview of what you do and kind of the biggest planning challenges that go with that. Okay, great.
1: Well, I'm talking to you on a podcast. We are in the podcasting world as we speak. So, I'm going to lead with my podcast, How to Be a Better Person. It is a short daily podcast sort of designed to be the little angel on your shoulder that gives you a little reminder of something that you could do today every day to act on your better impulses, right? Because we have lots of opportunities and temptations to just like (laughs) not do that. (laughs) The podcast was inspired by my book of the same name, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. And so podcasting is my love and it is my passion, but it is also kind of my side hustle. My main job is I work as a ghostwriter and a thought partner for people who are writing books. So I am balancing this very daily sort of urgent short-term project with a number of longer-term projects. As you know or maybe you don't know or maybe listeners know, I mean writing a book can take anywhere from 3 months to 6 months to 18 months. So I'm I have, you know, and I'm always working with more than one client. So I have a lot of like planning stuff going on in addition to that, I have two teenagers and a dog who needs two walks
0: a day. You know, there's a lot going on. That is a lot of moving parts. And I just want everyone to listen to appreciate the fact that like a daily podcast, that is just, (sighs) that is a lot of podcasting. And that would take a lot of planning and mental energy. All on its own, if that were your main job. So that's kind of amazing that you're able to do that short term, constant deadline, urgency work alongside this much slower project management type stuff. So, what are some of your go to strategies in kind of managing that juxtaposition? Well, the, you know, they're constantly evolving, which I
1: love. I mean, working on a project called How to Be a Better Person, you know, I'm very much into progress. I don't believe that we ever get where we're going necessarily. There's always more to learn. There's always more to refine. And that also extends to my planning. So something that's made daily podcasting very manageable to me is batching that. So I am writing and recording my five episodes one day a week. I used to kind of spill over to more than that. And in the beginning, because I wanted everything to be perfect, and I come at this from a writing background. So the idea of just sort of riffing on a microphone was not Exciting to me. It was very scary to me. So I used to write out every episode and that took forever. I know. I <laughs> so now I'm more bulleting and talking off the top of my head. And I have contained the podcast episodes to about six hours. So not a full work day a week. And that has really been helpful because, as you know, as a podcaster, there's all these things around creating the content that you can do to promote and to plan and to dream big, stuff like that. So that's been very helpful to me.
0: And generally, do you have a day of your week like pre-blocked off for that? And it's yeah. it the same day every week? So it's you kind of know? It's the same day
1: every week. It is Tuesdays. And let me tell you something. It, it feels so nourishing to just know that all I need to get done on a Tuesday is the podcast. Now that I'm getting faster at it, I have some more time on Tuesdays to do other stuff if I want, need, feel inspired. But otherwise, I just know, I mean, I just was scheduling a DEXA scan because I am now postmenopausal. Well, let's just get right into it, right? <laughs> and I, I was joking around with my kids. I'm like, I think you're taller than me. And we were measuring each other. And I realized that I have shrunk. So anyway, I went to the doctor and I was like, I am shrinking and I'm only 52. What is going on? So I had to schedule. They were like, well, let's do a DEXA scan. So I just was talking to the lady on the phone. I was like, I can do any day in the afternoon, but Tuesday. And it just felt so Like good to know that, that some Tuesday in the future, I won't be like, what have I done? (laughs) Why am I going to do this scan on a day when I'm making the podcast?
0: Yeah, It's completely protected time at this point. That totally makes sense. What about keeping track of your bigger projects? Do you have like monthly to-do lists or like goals, like within certain timeframes? Is it more holistic? How do you manage to handle keeping up with that and not letting it get I feel like I would get stressed out if I didn't like remember exactly what was due when and there was kind of chaos there.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely it's an art and I use a lot of different tools. I have, I like to keep things pretty simple. I have, I use Todoist and I just have a list of all my book projects and I've got a little punch list underneath each one so that I can check in at the end of the week or the beginning of the week and just be like, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I not do this? Oh, this came up in my conversation with my client this week. I have to add this to the list. I'm very deadline oriented with these longer term projects, whether it's a book or something else. At some point, I'm always telling my clients it comes down to math. So if we know that we need to turn the manuscript in on June 1st and we have 12 chapters and we have eight months between now and then, then we have to divide eight by 12 (laughs) and then figure out what that, how many chapters that is, how many weeks that is for each chapter, that kind of a thing. So how many words does that mean to kind of be on target for a weekly process? All that being said, as important as it is to figure out when things are going to be due and also factoring in like, oh, well, we have February break that month, so I'm going to need to turn something in before we go as opposed to being responsible for turning something in while we're away. All that being said, there is a lot of flexibility. Sometimes you really are cranking and you get a lot of work done and sometimes stuff is just slow and you're having to do a lot of research and you're just not going to be on the same pace. So I do think that my tolerance for being a little loosey-goosey, which is something that we could talk about, planning doesn't always come naturally to me, but that's where my loosey goosiness can kind of come in and be like, okay, we're not exactly on pace, but I know it's going to be all right, and it always works out, and it's going to work out again.
0: (laughs) Well, I think math is an underutilized tool, especially in planning big projects, and then I think your second point speaks to the fact that once you do that math... You probably also need like a buffer zone or at least to take a closer look as to like the reality of that math. Like, OK, well, now you've said that you're going to do 200 pages. I don't even know how you divide your project, but I'm just making that up in February. Right. And you're right. February has like a three week vacation. So it's not going to happen. So that's not going to take a closer look and, and make further adjustments. So I think give your, that's a system. I like it. I like it. <laughs> You have mentioned that planning has stressed you out in the past. Can you speak a little bit to that as well as if there's anything you've done to kind of overcome that?
1: Yeah. So... You know, planning will stress me out because here's what I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel about those plans once they come around. So I know about myself that I'd like to be moved by inspiration, that I appreciate autonomy to like get an idea and kind of run with it. Like that is why I have established this career for myself, right? Where I'm writing and working on a lot of different projects. So in my mind, that would kind of go against planning. So for example, something on my list for September is to think about our April break. And I know that I'm going to be so thankful if I do that now, but at the same time, I'm like, what am I going to feel like in April? I don't even really know. So some of the ways that I've gotten around that is one, I've done a little bit of research. Having a podcast is so wonderful. You get to talk to all these experts, including I got to interview you on my podcast a couple weeks ago. And that I learned so much. I was like, I hate to wrap this interview up because I want to ask a lot more (laughs) questions. (laughs) But something that I learned is that we are terrible about gauging what we're going to feel like doing in the future. I was interviewing a woman Dr. Cassie Holmes, she teaches at the UCLA um, MBA Business School. She teaches one of those really popular happiness classes and she's done research that finds that people are terrible at figuring out how they're going to feel about what they're going to want to do in the future, which was very validating to me because that is kind of my struggle, right? So she said that what you do is just pretend that you were doing the thing that you're planning in the future today or this week. And how would you feel about it? Because that's probably going to be more accurate than you trying to predict how you're going to feel. And that has really helped me. So (laughs) and now I'm starting to think like, okay, if we were going on April break next week, what would I want to be doing? And that is making it easier for me to wrap my brain around.
0: Oh, I love that. It's so funny because I've employed the flip side of that, which is not really how to be a better (laughs) person-ish of me, which means that if I need somebody, okay, so for example, in my job, sometimes I need faculty to participate in interviews. And you know, that's it's something they do out of the goodness of their heart. And I love that they do it, but I think in the moment very few of them are like in the mood to do it. But if I build a really long buffer people are, they want to do good. So they're happy to say yes to something that's like four months from now. So right. don't tell them that they should be asking <laughs> themselves. <laughs> whether. They, so, okay, that's that maybe I'm not a good person, but no, um, it, it's all for good because honestly, those interviews no, are important true. and it's how we train our next generation of physicians, which is also super important. But I never thought about your like positive side of that, which is like, preventing yourself from planning some pie in the sky thing by really asking yourself that deep question of like, would I want to do this event next week? And if the answer is like, "Eh, not particularly, like how eye-opening? I never really thought of that angle. I like it. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting too. Cool. So you mentioned Todoist. Are there any other specific tools? Do you use a paper planner? Do you have a favorite pen? Because Best Laid Plans listeners they want to know about that stuff.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so like I said, I like to keep things pretty simple. I use a planner that I found on Amazon. I was looking at the Clever Fox planners. I do like to track habits. I do believe that what you track gets better, but I also really need a visual layout of the day. I need the hours in a vertical alignment so that not only do I need to be able to see what I need to do, but I need to be able to envision exactly when it's going to happen and what it comes in between. I like to sort of plan by putting some tent poles in my day. Like, I know I walk the dog in the middle of the day. So what do I want to get done before I walk the dog? And what am I going to do after I walk the dog? That kind of a thing. So I found this other planner on Amazon. It's called Anecdote. And huh, I don't know that one. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, it's super simple, but it has a it has a, a visual, like a, sorry, a vertical breakdown of your day, which I love. It has a section for your priorities that day which I love because that helps you keep an eye on what's important, right? And not just necessarily what's urgent. And then it has your to-do list for the day. And then it has a little section for notes, ideas, whatever. I try and record, I try and make it, my planner a little bit more of a journal in that way in that notes ideas section of just like, you know, yesterday I asked the kids at dinner, what's something funny that happened at school today? And that ended up being this really great conversation starter. We ended up hanging out together for like 45 minutes after dinner. So I just made a note of that in my planner. It's not always life related. It might be something that I completed and I felt really good about, that kind of a thing. So I use that. And you asked about pens. I'm so glad you asked that because I use pencil. And guess what? That is so comforting to me because I get nervous about committing to something that maybe I'm not going to feel like doing, right? So I write it down. But then if things, something changes or something takes longer, or I just am like completely off on something else, I can just erase it. And it's like it's okay, you know? It's not that I have failed at planning. I still am using my planner and my tools. I have mechanical pencils, just your plain old regular Bic's. I tried to find a fancy one at a an amazing bookstore in LA when we were traveling and it just the lead breaks all the time, you know. I'm just I'm
0: sticking with the Bic's. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, a lot of our listeners love the friction pens, which are erasable pens. Oh, They're like big ooh, I'll have into to check those. those out. Okay. And my personal method is just to be comfortable with crossing stuff out, which I do all the time. I'm just mm-hmm. I just own it like, "Oh, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that." Cross arrow. But yeah. the pencils are a great solution and probably underutilized. So, I'm right. excited to have Do you use colored pencils ever? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm going to say I took a picture of my planner today to post on Instagram because I'm running episodes on planning on my podcast this week, and I was looking at it and I was like, It's kind of boring. (laughs) So maybe I should look into some colored pencils or maybe I could highlight things. Maybe if I get them done or I, I don't know, I'm sure I could add a little more Shazam in there. But as I'm like still very much in my planning journey, I'm just like celebrating the fact that pencils are working for me right now.
0: Oh my God. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I think I'm a left-hander and I I find my my only problem with pencils is that the whole side Mm -hmm. of my hand will be like pencil-y, but otherwise I think pencils are great and yet underused. Well, one more question. Your podcast and your area of expertise is like how to be a better person, how to like do these things in our lives that like help others and also just probably also compound on themselves and bring that kind of altruistic joy. So Tell us a little bit about how you plan those things in, well, I mean, listen, it's a struggle,
1: right? And it's very easy to say yes to things that you want to do but don't actually fit into your life. And you may commit to something or say or sign up for something and then get into it and realize like this just does not align with my rhythm. And I just want to say like that is ok because you're trying. and you know, you're listening for an opportunity to jump in and you're saying yes. And if it doesn't work, that is okay. What I have found in terms of making space for this kind of stuff is really thinking about the rhythm of your day and what does work for you. For example, I got really involved in activism a couple of years ago. I live in Providence, Rhode Island. It's a small state. The state house is 10 minutes from my house. Not even, I mean, that's 10 minutes with finding a place to park and to walk in. It's so wonderful. And the legislative sessions happen after they start at four and they usually are over by six. Well, that just happens to be a really great window for me. I can have my, I love to cook dinner. Cooking dinner is my creative outlet and it's also my household task, but I could just ask my husband to like cook dinner for me and be gone from four to six And I would have gotten a whole day's work in and I would be home for dinner. And it was very easy for me to do. And so I did it. I committed to we were trying to pass a reproductive health care act in Rhode Island. It had been introduced for 20 years. And all of a sudden, it just felt like the year this was the year that it was going to happen. And we got it was just a big organizational effort in the in the state itself. And I got to be there every day. And it was so gratifying. But you know what? it really worked with my life too. And that is okay, like to find those things. For another example, at my kid's school, they've just started a food waste recycling program. It's something I really care about. I care about the environment. I care about food waste and would love to help out with that. They need parents to be in the cafeteria, at least for the first like month of the school year until the kids get it off and running. But guess when lunch is from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. in the middle of the day, that is a no-go for me. I just, that's when I'm working, that's when I'm walking the dog, like it just doesn't work. So I think in terms of finding time for activism, it has to be something that speaks to you, but it also has to be something that works with your life and the rhythm of your days. And goodness knows there's so many things that you could do that you can absolutely find something that will align with you. So keep looking.
0: I love it. Yes. Figuring out what matches the pockets of time and energy that you have available and not giving up just because you can't do that like giant big thing. It doesn't mean you can't do anything. So I love that. If we all do
1: a little bit, it makes such a big
0: difference. Yes. No, that makes sense. Awesome. Well, I love it. Tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you and read more about these wonderful tactics. Okay, great. Well, my website is my name, KateHanley.com.
1: That's where I have the podcast. Although, of course, the podcast is available anywhere that you listen to it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, for example. And I'm on Instagram, which is my social media of choice. I try and kind of keep it contained. So that's mostly where I am right now. And I am Kate Hanley author there. And I would love to connect with your listeners.
0: Thank you so much, Kate. It was a pleasure to have you on. She's such a joy to talk to. You can tell she is truly a nice person who wants to do wonderful things for the world and her work very much reflects that. So I really enjoyed having Kate on. If you feel like you would be a good candidate for a quote unquote regular person planning profile, please let me know. I am accepting volunteers. I am still accepting planner piece submissions or really anything else you have to share with me, just send them to my email, shoeboxblog s-h-u-b-o-x-b-l-o-g at gmail.com. Or you can look for that contact information on my website, theshoebox.com, t-h-e-s-h-u-b-o-x.com. I will be back next week with some more fun for you, some um, maybe planner-specific content, certainly a little bit more about my home order maybe. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. Oh, and I wanted to remind you, actually two more announcements. Number one is that I have a newsletter. I'm not sure everybody knows that, but if you go to theshoebox.com, you can sign up for that. And there's often some planning related content in there. I do release it once a month. So just something you might wanna check out. And if it's annoying, you can always unsubscribe. Um, But if you enjoy it, then it'll come to your inbox, usually around the first of each month. And then the second thing is that the Rushmore Beekeepers, which is the band that did the music that opens and closes this podcast, actually just released a new album, which is so, so cool. So I will link that in today's show notes so you can check that out. I am so grateful. They actually did the music for free, unique to this podcast. They let me use some tracks that they created and adapted them to um, work with the opening and closing. So... Anyway, just really, really excited that they are doing new things, including a new album. So that's Rushmore Beekeepers, and I will share a link to that as well. All right, announcements are done. Have a wonderful week.
1: This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network.